0: Welcome to the Judaism From Within podcast. My name is Similana. We are going to continue our journey through the mitzvahs, the commandments in the Torah, through the lens of Rav Shumshen Rafal Hirsch in his work Chorev. We are now at the mitzvah of Pesach. Now this is quite apt, because at least when I'm recording this, we're coming up to Pesach. Pesach is a dense one with a lot of interconnecting ideas. But let's really open up with the beginning. When a person thinks of Pesach, what do they think of? Well, you think of matzah, but more specifically, what can't you do? Well, you can't eat chametz. You can't eat leavened bread. Now that sounds quite archaic when I put it like that, but let's break it down. A Jew is not supposed to eat leavened bread over Pesach. And this is quite pervasive, meaning it really affects a lot of your life, a lot of your eating habits, a lot of how you interact with the world. There are certain places you're not going to eat, There's certain people you can't go to if they don't share these dietary requirements over these seven days. So it does take a big impact on your life, which means, by way of the symbolic significance or the way that it's going to affect your religious experience, is also going to be quite profound if we can delve into the reason why. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to open up with, why can't you eat chometz on Pesach? Chometz is leavened, why can't I eat leavened bread on Pesach? Now, the classic answers people often give is that, I don't know, it depends on your disposition, but along the lines of, it represents this, that, or the other, some sort of idea or message that feels interesting and religious and perhaps spiritual from a contemporary standpoint. But a big problem with these sort of explanations is like so many, is that they don't really reflect both on today, but also on ancient man. The point of symbolism is it should really speak across time, it should make as much sense to the people first experiencing it as we do today. Of course there's going to be a different lens, but perhaps we could give an explanation that would not only be impactful today, but also be impactful when it was first instituted. So that's what we're going to do. So let's begin with what's Pesach. Now in a very brief sense, Pesach fits into the pattern of, well, all the other festivals. They all represent something different that is supposed to be educating us or moulding us in a certain direction. Without going through all the festivals which we have dealt with previously, Pesach represents the beginning. The physical beginning. Not the mission, just the beginning of the concept of the Jewish people as a nation. We had been a family before, but we became a nation through the exiting of Egypt. Now, the description of the narrative is very clear. What do we say? God took us out of Egypt. But what does that mean? It means that our experience of exodus wasn't by our own hand. Now, a person hearing that would say, well, obviously, the story says God took you out. Okay, but if we reflect on the importance of that simple statement, at its core is the entirety of Jewish history. What I mean by that is that if a person would look at the narrative of the Jewish people as being an expression of self-determination, an expression of, it was us who came out of Egypt... That dismantles authentic Judaism. What I mean by that is, we are not a nation because we had a land. That clearly wasn't the case. We were in Egypt. We weren't even a nation because we had a religious tradition, or a mission, or a purpose, because we weren't given the Torah yet. That wasn't what unified us. What unified us was that we came out of Egypt. We were released from slavery. Our saviour, the Almighty, was the one who took us out. And through that extraction, we became a people. He chose us. In which case, it's not only that we were once in Egypt, that's only half the story, it's also that we were taken out not by means of our own bravery, our own kicking down the door with the sort of the valour of Spartacus. However unmodern that story may sound, it's absolutely key from a religious standpoint, because if you lose that foundational stone that it wasn't you, but God you no longer have Judaism. You might have a beautiful cultural expression of shared traditions, shared ideas, shared history, but for it to be meaning an authentic tradition that we actually can say is true, that first pillar, that it wasn't us, is absolutely key. Because without that, you have a lovely Spartacus moment, but you no longer have that relationship that was absolutely key for our development as Jews. God was our saviour, the first experience we had with God was of extracting slaves from Egypt. The empathy that goes along with that is a building of a culture and a building of a people, but also the fact that the mutton Torah came afterwards, that the religious mission of the Jewish people, becoming a kingdom of priests, made sense. God took us out for a purpose and then gave us that purpose. In which case, if we can solidify its importance, how is that idea commemorated? And this for Rav Hirsch is very key. How is it commemorated? Well, when we were leaving Egypt, what were we eating? Well, we were eating matzah, not because they had Pesach yet, but matzah because you didn't really eat anything else as a slave. I mean, it was a sort of bread that was eaten because you didn't have time. Your time wasn't your own. You could only, you know, put some dough together and just get it cooked. In which case, what does bread represent? Bread represents your time. Bread represents independence. Bread, or chametz, represents that you have time to spare. You are the master of your time. In which case, if we step back, if a key principle, literally that which authentic Judaism rests on, and when I say authentic Judaism, I mean Judaism that has a religious component to it, rests on the idea that we were taken out of Egypt... By eating matzah on Pesach, we recognize that fact of dependence. We basically, through, once again, symbolic act, by eating that which we ate in Egypt, that demonstrated we were still slaves, at that very last point, at the very last point where you would expect us, no, we're free men now, no, before we literally walked out, we were still eating matzah. To eat bread on such a day, to eat the bread of independence, On such a day, that is tantamount to denying the foundational pillar of the Jewish people that it was us who came out. We were independent when we left. On those days that are commemorated for Pesach, I eat the bread of dependence? I eat the bread that says, no, it was me. I, my ancestors, was the one who broke free of the chains of oppression. That sounds gallant and that sounds heroic. But it dismantles the Jewish tradition. It dismantles what it means to be a Jew in relationship to God because you're demonstrating by your action that you came out. It wasn't God who took you out. You weren't dependent when you left. No, you were independent. On the day that commemorates the inception of the Jewish people, I eat bread. I eat the food that is most symbolic of human ingenuity and human dependence. To make bread, you have time, you have wealth, you have ability. Matza is just recognition that you are still dependent. This is the cornerstone for our relationship with God. He was our savior. It is a relationship of love. It is a relationship that blossomed into a covenant. The God of the Jewish people is the one who releases slaves. That paints the psyche of a people. That is our relationship with God. And then God invites us to a covenant. The bilateral relationship that we develop at Harsinai has its true meaning if we recognize what Pesach is. So, to say it again from a different direction, when it comes to Shabbos, what's wrong with breaking Shabbos? A person can say, what's the big deal? Why is it treated so harshly in the Jewish tradition? Well, because by breaking Shabbos, by acting with a melacha on Shabbos, a person's tantamount to denying the notion of creation, that which we developed last time. Why is creation important? And just to ground it in Ruth moral language, why is creation important? Because if creation happened, the universe has purpose. Not existential meaning that I slap onto reality that's dead. No, meaning at its core. There's something intrinsically bad, about me hurting another because the reality that I experience isn't just an accident that I slap on a social contract. No, reality has purpose and morality at its core. God created, which means through a self-determined act, he made the world, which means meaning is central and real. And by breaking Shabbos, by acting in a creative manner on the day that God withheld, I deny that by my actions. Parallel that with Pesach. By eating Chometz on Pesach, a person denies the foundational pillar of Judaism. It wasn't God who took us out. I was independent. I came out of Egypt. My ancestors, as I said at the beginning, kicked down the doors of their oppressors. And once again, gallant as that sounds, that's not Judaism. We have our space for gallantry. We have our space for the Maccabees, the Chashmanayim, We have our place for courage, self-determination, and taking the bull by the horns. But at this point, that's not the place. So, why don't we eat Chomets on Pesach? Because it's a denial of what really holds up the Jewish people as a unique people. We hadn't had a Torah yet. We didn't even have a land yet. But we were taken out. What the Jewish people call God is painted by this experience. He heard the cries of the oppressed and moved to take them out. Without that, we not only don't have a tradition, but we also don't have a God. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful week and a wonderful Shabbos.